Interesting after playing that, every song on my phone was 
erased. I have no music. It just doesn't exist anymore. So it's a total sign and wonder. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> oh my God. So. Even the one that just played is no longer there. Just to be a divine serpent about it. Holy Ghost. Amen. First and foremost, I want to apologize on behalf of Christian leaders to you today that they didn't teach you accurately about Jesus Christ and that's why we've had such a hard time we haven't had Moses leaders we've had a little bit Elijah leaders Elijah list leaders no doubt about it the prophetic movement of Bob Jones and Paul Keith Davis Bobby Connor Kansas City prophets John Paul Jackson many others Paul Kane were tremendous for the evolution of the American church. And we have grown tremendously in the last 50 years with the reintroduction of prophetic Christianity. What we have not ever been introduced to in the history of Christianity is apostolic ministry on a level of Moses. John's on Patmos Last book of the Bible, Revelation, exiled. 97 years old, guys. Hallelujah. Probably outlived his spiritual son, Polycarp. <laughs> Who was killed by the Caesar in Rome. Oh, man, how they died was so brutal, so horrible, and yet the Holy Ghost still showed up in the midst of total murder towards the apostles. They say when the spear went into Polycarp and, you know, he was practically filleted as a man of God in his old age too, you know, it's just so sick, but they say there was over 200 witnesses that saw a physical dove come out of the hole of his death when Polycarp was martyred. A physical dove flew out of his speared side. Oh my gosh. Wow. What a way to go. Pretty awesome. They tried to do that to Polycarp's spiritual father, the Apostle John. Remember? They boiled him in oil didn't harm him then they took a huge sword and tried to chop off his head repeatedly and it bounced off his neck that's written in church history that there was no physical way to kill the Apostle John now they killed a million other people that weren't like Apostle John that were younger Christians they killed millions guys they killed millions in the 20th century in the 1040 window. <laughs> Martyrdom is at an all-time high. They just don't tell you it very much in the American church. The martyrdom in China, the martyrdom in the Middle East, the martyrdom in Northern Africa. Are you kidding me? In Sudan, what they've done to Christians? <laughs> the issue is getting to a place where they can't kill you 
like the Apostle John. What did John walk in where he couldn't die? And it's not like he's 35 years old in the prime physical shape, guys. He's 97, 97 years old when he was exiled to Patmos. And a sword doesn't work on him, oil doesn't work on him. If you do that to the elderly now, if you even expose them to coronavirus, they say you're a murderer. Imagine if you take the elderly and boil them in oil and take swords to their necks. That's what they did. <laughs> and, and it didn't do anything to him. And then they put him on an island with no food and water, surrounded by salt water that's undrinkable. But they gave him parchment. And they gave him a pen. They gave him ink and parchment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you know how that's possible? It's possible when you're more powerful than the devil. When death is defeated in you by the cross, by leaning your head on Jesus' heart and letting Jesus' heart become your heart. For it is written in Hebrews, Christ cannot be killed a second time. I guess John was one with Christ and that's why he couldn't be killed simple stuff what it took to become that type of creature is beyond most Christians comprehension right now and that's what we must become that's what the father is challenging us to. he's saying transform into something that you don't understand by faith trust metamorphosis <laughs> you can trust that the scariest things of God are the most powerful the most corrupted things of the devil are the most powerful in God and what is the most corrupted nature of Jesus Christ in Satan's kingdom of hell the serpent nothing even close the seraphim understanding is the most corrupted thing by Satan and his angels of all time. Not just in our time. This isn't a new thing. This is the most ancient, primal evil, the red dragon. That's what scripture says. The ancient, primal evil, Satan, is a serpent. What's the word serpent in Hebrew? Seraphim. What does seraphim mean in English? fire snake if you study seraphim from the scriptures the bible says they are the angels that are the closest to the throne of god the father they are closer to the throne than the cherubim that you've embraced the cherubim nature of angels whoop-de-doo seriously whoop-de-doo anyone can embrace the cherubim that's easy very, very few have ever embraced the seraphim nature of God. Why? Because you have that same nature in you that's dormant. Because you've been born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God that cannot sin. What is that seed? What is it? I'll tell you what it is. It's seraphim and cherubim. Original design was fire and glory. Fire by night, cloud by day. Fire and glory. I myself will be a wall of fire around you, declares the Lord, and the glory within. What is the fire and glory? It is seraphim fire, serpent fire, and it is cherubim glory. Amen. All the archangels are simply the most mature seraphim and cherubim. Michael is the seraphim and cherubim. Uriel, Raphael, Gabriel are seraphim and cherubim. They're seraphs and they're cherubs. And there's a mixture of both in many of them. That seraph and cherub nature is the original design for Adam and Eve. In their core nature was seraph. That's why the serpent, the fallen seraph, Satan, formerly known as Lucifer, was able to speak into the seraph nature as a seraph and say, there are things God's not telling you about. And so as the seraph nature in Adam and Eve related to a fallen, rebellious seraph and left the cherubim glory, 
of God the Father and got limited to being a fallen seraph like the devil. That's original sin. That's the fall of Adam and Eve. <laughs> it wasn't just little tiny gardener snake in the, you know, there was seraph to seraph, guys. Snake to snake. <clears throat> Hallelujah. If you read your Bible, you'll find all this is in there absolutely spelled out for you. And so the closest nature to the Father is not the cherub. Honestly, in the prophetic movement of the last 50 years, we have embraced the cherub glory, the prophetic glory. We have not embraced the seraph fire, the apostolic fire, is unknown in Christianity at this time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that is your promised land. That is becoming the friends of God. That is becoming the closest to the throne. That is becoming the serpent on the pole, the brass pole of Moses' serpent in Jesus Christ's cross, fully embracing the serpent nature of Christ, the seraph nature of God, and the fire blood of the Jewish king, Jesus Christ. And what it will do is absorb the poison like the brass pole. In Numbers it says the people are beating, being devoured by snakes. You think those snakes were demon-possessed? We know about the stories in the Bible. They're always in animals. He released the raven first. What is that? The knowledge of evil. And then the dove second, the knowledge of good. And the raven went out and built Sodom. So when they landed, right after Noah's ark, it actually says that the first cities to be established were good and evil. That's what Salem and Melchizedek and Sodom and wickedness mean in Hebrew. Good and evil were the two cities established right after the floods of Noah. It is written. Come on. The raven went forth and never returned to the ark and it built the city of Sodom. The dove went back and forth until it could find rest, until it could find an olive branch. Because it'd be through the knowledge of good, the Jewish religion, that the Messiah would come. But Jesus defeated the knowledge of good and fulfilled the law on the cross so that we're no longer in good or evil, original sin, or limited to flesh alone. Now we have the fullness of the divine nature, which is the fire and the glory of God. Seraphim and cherubim DNA. That's what seed means when the Bible says you've been born of the incorruptible seed, which is DNA or sperma in Greek. <laughs> How does God reproduce with his word? Hallelujah. And if you receive his word, what gets reproduced in your spiritual womb? Heaven on earth. The problem is when we begin birthing out of our spirit through our renewed mind the things of heaven to earth through our flesh and blood. The word must be made flesh, living epistles, read of all men. And when it starts to come through, we have all the enemies, the one third that fell, telling us that's the devil, that's the devil, that's cult, that's wrong. And they just constantly accuse the saints night and day, Revelation says. The accuser who accused the saints night and day has been destroyed aren't you happy about it <laughs> john writes for a far off and remote remote generation for when the accuser will stop being accused last night i'm reading on facebook the most vile venomous accusations toward me that could hurt my heart that i've ever seen in my life so we clearly <laughs> are still living in a realm where there is an accuser. So, what do we need to defeat this accuser of the saints? This accuser of the seraphim nature, which is the kingship nature of Jesus. What did the Bible say? When he became the serpent on the pole, fulfilling Moses in the brass pole, the bronze pole in, in the wilderness, the Bible says that 
written above him is Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Is that not the fulfillment of Moses? Moses said, one will come after me that will be just like me. Anyone who doesn't believe in him will be utterly cut off from the people. It is written. That one is Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of the living God. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He's your maker and he's your savior. He's your Lord and he's your husband king. And it's a beautiful thing. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for being our teacher here tonight. You have one teacher and he is Christ crucified. You have one teacher and he is what? A serpent on a pole. Come on. And that serpent will absorb any poison of good or evil that's working in your flesh and blood tonight. And you'll be cured just like the Israelites in the wilderness. All they had to do is look at the bronze serpent of Moses. What is it? The apostolic holding up the cross of the lamb that was slain. Holding up the crucifixion of the Christ in the full obedience and honor to God the Father. That's what Moses is. The perfected apostolic. And I tell you the truth, only in the perfected apostolic of Moses and the bronze serpent will you ever defeat your fallen angel enemies. And you have many. Some of you are being attacked financially. Some of you are being attacked mentally. Some of you are being attacked relationally. You're all under attack nonstop. How do the attacks cease? How are your enemies swallowed up in victory? The same way they were with Moses, the bronze serpent. Without the seraphim nature of Christ, you'll still die of snake bites on earth, the wilderness. The cross is far greater than we've ever imagined. <laughs> it's not just this fire insurance. It's not just coming to the cross and getting on our knees and weeping. It's joining him on it in the total transfiguration of our human nature. We are the thieves that died with him. <laughs> you understand that? We died on his left and right, guys. And he decided to absorb us into the center out of the knowledge of good and evil. We died as thieves, mm -hmm. buried as criminals. Hallelujah. <laughs> but Jesus decided to share his Jewish royal inheritance as a seraph, English as a serpent with us. Critical revelation right now for entering the seraphim apostolic nature of Moses. Isaiah 14, 29. Rejoice not, you Philistines, for out of Judah will come a fire-breathing serpent. Oh my gosh. Judah has a fire-breathing serpent? Isaiah 14, 29. What's that about? I remember bringing that revelation to Ian Clayton 10 years ago, and he publicly condemned me and sent out 10,000 emailer saying that I was a dragon worshiper. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, Man, just trying to make friends. The Spirit led me to you and like condemned me publicly, globally, in the New York second. I just couldn't believe it, man. You think it'd just be John Crowder. Nope, it's pretty much anyone that hasn't embraced the seraph serpent nature on the pole. The dragon nature. The great red dragon is not Satan. He's a counterfeiter. Satan has never created a thing. The greatest counterfeit, I tell you the truth, is not the drugs and alcohol. We've redeemed that. It's not the swearing and the freedom and the curse words and getting loosed from religion and all that stuff with a clean conscience to the pure, all things are pure. Those are elementary salvation revelations. The greatest perversion of the fallen angels is the seraphim nature of God. Seraph actually means hell. Now, and this is what this is going to get you. This is even going even deeper here. <laughs> the seraph 
are the seraph of hell. So when the red dragon is thrown into the lake of fire, the red dragon is thrown into the true seraphim. I was studying it in Hebrew. Seraphim also can mean hell. So thrown into seraphim is thrown into hell. That's why people lose their freaking minds. Because the realm of hell is the realm of seraphim. Remember, how are they being tormented, guys? By the fire of God. Evil is only tormented by the fire of God. Evil is not tormented by evil fire. Evil is not tormented by evil. Satan's at rest in evil. He's an evil angel. Evil is only tormented by righteousness. So if you are to torment your enemies in a lake of fire, you have to throw them into the real hell of the seraphim. That's why the religious spirit goes crazy on our company for over a decade is because you're bringing the real torment of righteousness upon the religious spirit, the serpent spirit in the garden. So religion is a serpent. It's the serpent of good. Rebellion is a serpent. It's the serpent of evil. Where's the evidence of that? Janice and Jambres, Pharaoh's crown. Come on, you have to become Joseph, kings of Egypt, before you're David's kings of Zion. Conquer your enemies. Joseph and Pharaoh, Pharaoh would have had two cobras coming out the center of his forehead. A white snake and a black snake called Janes and Jambres, written in the epistle of Timothy in the Bible. Janes and Jambres, knowledge of good sorcery, knowledge of evil sorcery, that's the full ability, the black and white checkerboard of Freemasonry, of the fallen angels. And they, they'll embrace all religions, they'll embrace all rebellions, all wickedness, all mafias, Russian mafia, Jewish mafia, Irish mafia, all the mafias in the world, all the politics in the world, all everything of the external world is the black and white of the two serpents in the garden of Janes and Jambres. The whole world. It's called the curse of the fall. So that you go around and be like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. like Pope Francis and stuff. I think it's the two serpents. That's all they got is good and evil. And the power of good and evil is defeated in the power of the lamb or the power of the serpent lamb. <laughs> go a little deeper than just lamb. Why? Because you need to get into Moses' apostolic seraph understanding because baby Christianhood will just get you picked off. <laughs> like deer season in America. They will eat you up. They will spit you out. They will destroy your life with Jezebelic Freemason religion. And it will not turn out good. You'll wonder what happened. And what happened was Satan and his angels tricked you because the serpent was more cunning than any other serpent or any other animal in the garden. And they're able to deceive us when we're stuck on just the lamb. We need to become lion in the lamb and then we need to become serpent on the pole. There's a progression of going from glory to glory and learning the ways of God and getting closer to the throne. And if you study the scriptures, the closest creature and animal to the throne is the serpent. Not Satan, Jesus. The serpent, Jesus. You say that, people lose their minds, but it's the truth anyhow. Jesus is the serpent on the pole, the bronze pole. And it absorbs the good and evil of Janes and Jambres. Moses threw down his staff and the serpent became alive. What is the serpent of Moses that ate the serpents of Janes and Jambres of good and evil? That's the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. Listen, guys, he did that before he lifted up the serpent again in the wilderness. It's called normal apostolic ministry that Christians have never known. You've never had it in the New Covenant. You have it now. The deliverers of the end times come into Moses-like apostolic maturity. And this is the introduction to that for the world. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. But if you can get over the initial hit of the shock to your brain and the religious spirit, which is Lucifer, Satan, deceiving the brain to rejecting a further degree of glory that you know nothing about and in fact almost all of your Jesuit and Freemason and Jezebelic Christianity has taught you to oppose the mature things of God have you noticed that it's like everything you learned in religion 
fights your actual spiritual growth. Why is that? Because Satan can only control Christians as if they remain infants in Christ, sucking at the bottle. And the mature things are always a stumbling block. The mature things always are strong meat and it causes babies to choke. Strong meat for the mature. We can't eat it. Paul says some of you should be teachers by now, but you're still sucking at the bottle. That's scripture. <laughs> you know, you've been in church 5, 10, 15 years. Listen, the apostles were in church three years with Jesus and then they shook society. What are we doing wrong? How can we be in the Holy Ghost, tongues, Pentecostal, gifts of the Spirit, Christianity, for years and not devour our oppressors in politics and religion? How are the wicked still having all the finances in the world and deceiving the whole world with lies? Where are we missing it as the covenant people? This is the key the seraph nature without the seraph nature you will never break through you have a hundred million more years of oppression from your egyptian taskmasters they will they will oppress you they will beat you they will enslave you eight to five forty percent taxes paying for abortions all over the usa every time you pay taxes roe versus wade having to kill people with taxes and commit infanticide, infanticide with taxes. Listen, any if you've ever paid taxes, you have murdered children. I didn't have a choice. That's right. You didn't have a choice because of our oppressors. We have been captive under Egyptian sorcerers, Freemasons, daughters of the Eastern Star, who understand the serpent nature and have embraced it in the fallen angels, in their secret societies, in their cults, and one out of three Christian pastors in the USA is a Freemason, by the way. That includes charismatic Christianity. There's no question that Freemasonry, witchcraft, Jezebel, the principalities of confusion and religion have deceived you to the core of your heart and brain. Me too. We have to stand up and fight back in the true Christian nature of Christ the serpent on the pole and eat them with love. See, wise as serpents, Jesus said, gentle as doves. How can a serpent, I've never seen a gentle serpent. They will bite your head off. They will poison you. They don't care about you. Oh, because it's the cross, the crucified flesh, the crucified blood, the crucified bones, the crucified brains, the crucified hearts, the crucified wounds, the crucified back, spinal cords, hands and feet, the crucified flesh is the crucified serpent, and only when you're crucified can you ever be gentle as doves. So you're operating in the most severe, top of the mountain, revelation, apostolic power, through the cross, through your flesh, through your heart, bones, and blood, and you're gentle about it because the cross has crucified Moses's rashness. All your frustrations with every other person, whatever their problems are, go away when you apply the cross, not to others like a hypocrite, but to yourself, to your own heart, to your own brain, to your own eyes. You lust with your eyes? <laughs> of course you do. You're born in sin. Original sin is lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. You try to put makeup on the serpent nature, you got the reptilian bride. We don't need that. We want the spotless bride. We want the bride who's married to the cross. What's the terminology for the cross? The lamb, the bride of the lamb. Behold the bride of the lamb. Behold the bride of the cross. Those who are married to Calvary. Where is the marriage supper of the lamb, the Passover lamb, the blood of the lamb? You slit the throat and put the blood over the doorpost, which is your mind in the new covenant. Where is the path? The cross, Calvary, Golgotha, where he was crucified to death. That's the place of the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's the place of devouring your enemies. That's the place of the promised land of the new covenant. And it only happens by perfected prophecy. Prophecy got us so far. We got far in prophecy. But I tell you the truth, this generation will go much, much further than Bob Jones' generation, than Bobby Connors' generation, than Paul Keith Davis, than John Paul Jackson's generation. This generation of prophets and apostles 
is the promised land generation that goes all the way into what Jesus is fully formed in us. This isn't just external, although external changes as internal changes. As you change your heart and you change your mind, your flesh and blood create a different world that you live in on earth as it is in heaven. Where is the life? The life is in the blood, the river of life that flows from the Lamb, which is the cross. Revelation 22, Calvary. That's the river of life flowing from his side. The lamb on the throne. I saw a lamb looking as though it had been slain, standing in the midst of the throne. How can you die and be standing? God the Father. When you're slain, but standing. See, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. It's time to not just be slain, not just to be soaking and toking and smoking and joking, but to be standing and flying in the serpent flying nature of the seraphim of Jesus Christ, the fire breathing dragon of Judah. That can only happen on the cross. <laughs> it's a completely different level of maturity that Christians have never even tasted. We're going to pioneer it, it's going to become mainstream. See, you have Jewish serpent or seraphim blood available and the reason why the wicked got so powerful is they know about it you think satan doesn't know about this realm this is the realm of his most exploitation this is the realm of how he used christians to build babylon the great just to be nice and kind to everyone and not embrace the seraph nature of the cross and so we haven't been throne room apostolic yet We'll stand on the moon clothed in the sun. We'll have a new serpent or seraph sun. When you mix the blood of the fire-breathing dragon of Judah with the light of the sun, you have a new heavens where righteousness dwells. There is no angel in the kingdom of heaven hotter than the seraphim of God the Father. They don't exist. This is hell to our enemies. The seraphim of hell. And it will devour them. It will eat them. What does the Bible say? Our God is an all-devouring fire, a jealous love. Deuteronomy 4.24. What is the devouring? The eating. It's the mouth of the red dragon. So in Revelation, you have one red dragon with the river Nile coming out of it. You know what that is? Immature Christians who haven't been changed by his blood into the red dragon of Jesus mm -hmm. and to the fire nature of Christ and that's when Satan has no fear to manipulate the nations anymore he can only deceive you through fear fear of COVID-19 fear of not being able to pay my bills because all the small businesses are closed down in America because the Illuminati is getting swallowed up by the real Illuminati because Satan and his angels are getting swallowed up by the real Lucifer. Two Lucifers in the garden. Where do you get the word Lucifer? Let's just go there because you need this. It'll help you. Comes from Isaiah 14. Saint Jerome in the Latin Vulgate translated it as morning star in English to Lucifer. So for accurate, Rick Joyner's ministry is called Lucifer Ministries. Because it's just Latin Vulgate from St. Jerome of translating Morning Star from Latin. Morning Star in Latin is Lucifer. See how they trick you? So you deny the whole Morning Star nature of Jesus Christ and think that the devil's the Morning Star, the devil's Lucifer. And because Christians believe it, that's the only thing that has ever empowered the defeated fallen angels in 2,000 years. Because of your paranoia. And because of your fear, you've come into covenant with the serpents in the wilderness and have built them up big and strong by your faith in them. So people that have been built up in the promised land on the blood of the grape of the cross of Calvary and the true seraph nature of Jesus Christ are going to come back into the wilderness where you're serving fallen angels and eat your oppressors and set the captives free with the full gospel. That's what's already begun worldwide. 
a level of apostolic maturity that eats the enemies of Christ and puts them into hell, which is your spiritual stomach of holy ghost seraphim fire. Oh, hallelujah. Get in my belly. 1 Corinthians 6.19, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who's in you, whom you've received from God. You are not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies since it is His temple. See, God has never dwelt in any building made by human hands, Acts 7.48 says. But original design is He wants to dwell in His seraphim body, Adam and Eve's body. He wants to dwell in His cherubim body, Adam and Eve's soul. And through Jesus Christ, God the Father can. And so that's the difference between just knowledge versus God the Father backing you up because you're fully slain, but you're standing by the power of obedience to the Father. You could hear this message today, believe in all this truth, and none of it will work for you if you're not obedient to your Father. Take the revelation you've received and use it to obey the Father for the Father's house. Moses, faithful in all the Father's house. See, it wouldn't have mattered if he got all that knowledge, if he still wasn't faithful to the Father, if he didn't do the Father's will, if he didn't do all the crazy stuff in Numbers, in Exodus, that the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the angel of the Lord, asked him to do. He would have never have been the great deliverer. He would never have been the man of God. Moses, the man of God, and there was never anyone whom God used in like manner in such mighty signs and wonders like Moses when he was 120 years old with no wrinkles on his face. Deuteronomy 34. Wow. <laughs> what is the Moses nature? What is the apostolic nature? What is Revelation 15, the Lamb and Moses? standing on top of Mount Zion, strumming their harps. It's the perfect seraph heart of God the Father. 22 strands for the 22 cables and cords, or what do they call them? Strings of the harp. <laughs> A cord of 22 strands is not easily broken. <laughs> David's harp. A man after God's own heart. It's the perfected heart. Your perfected heart. Perfect DNA. And you know what it is? The very thing you've been fighting in your immature Christianity your entire lives. It's the serpent. It's the seraph. <laughs> You'll have to study the scriptures. You have to go real deep. You need to. Be good Bereans. It's all in there. This is the only way you're going to have victory over your enemy today. It takes this level of maturity, anything less than this standard of serpent, Jewish, royal, throne of the Lamb power of the seraphim armies of God the Father closest to the throne of God the Father. Anything less than this will not devour Apollyon the last enemy of death, the angel of death, to be swallowed up in this described victory. Any lesser maturity than this will still give allowance to the fallen angels to be your oppressors because the Bible says you are under governors and tutors until the appointed time of maturity. Those governors and tutors are principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, spiritual wickedness, and heavenly places. You have to rise up as serpents on the pole through the crucifixion of your serpent flesh, your serpent blood, and eat your oppressors. Not types and shadows of Exodus with Israel and Egypt. No, the real deal. You are taking out the fallen angels. You are devouring them into your bellies, the lake of fire. If you have a belly full of the Holy Ghost, your mouth is a sharp two-edged sword like Christ in Revelation that comes and devours and destroys the enemies of life. Repent or I will come and destroy you with the sword of my mouth. It is written. Wow. That's a seraph mouth. <laughs> That's the fire 
breathing dragon of Judah. The enemy has no defense against it except lying to your whole Christian lives to keep you from these realms of maturity. If you mature in these realms, you will devour all your oppressors with unquenchable fire. And I tell you the truth, that fire is the only true love you've ever even tasted. God is fire and God is love. In that realm, there's no longer apostle, prophet, teacher, pastor, or evangelist. That's the realm of perfected faith. That's the full maturity of the promised land of the new covenant of the new creature in Christ, all things new. <laughs> we have denied that level of growth because of the religious spirit's influence in Christianity. Eat your religious spirits. Eat your poverty spirits. Devour them into the lake of fire, your spiritual stomach. Eat them right into the throne of Christ. What does the Bible say? Colossians 1.27 Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory, and the glory is hell for Satan and his angels. They're going to live in Song of Solomon chapter 8, the prison of our love. Set your love as a seal of fire on my heart forevermore, in the love that is stronger than death. Death is an angel, people. How are you going to devour an angel of death? with your mouth, with the word of God, with the circumcised heart, with the belly of the lake of fire of the seraphim, and you will put them inside the walls of the new covenant temple and they will combust in the real prophesied for thousands of years, Holy Ghost Holocaust in Jesus mighty name. You want to sow into your serpent nature? So into true holocaust of all your oppressors of poverty, religion, relationships, lust and pride, idolatry, immorality, and all blasphemy, give a generous offering at redlettermin.com. So into your deliverance tonight in the seraph nature of Jesus Christ. And we will see you tomorrow in a greater glory. Amen.
in heaven for half an hour.